Welcome to the Book Arena. Will the latest challenger appease the council, or will it fail? Only time will tell. Welcome back to the Book Arena, and this month it has been Pride and Prejudice. Uh, how did you guys find it? <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for coming, uh, and we'll be back next month <laughs> with another book. <laughs> but, um... Okay, um, I don't think we can quite get away with that. Um, no, I don't any think Any reason can. why it was uh, so stomach-wrenching for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just the... For me, the language, which... I, I've read books with, with the older language and things, but it's also using all the Mr. Thingy and Mr. This and Mr. That, and it just... There were so many names just thrown around straight away with no full understanding of who they were or why they were there. And I have to say, I only read the first nine chapters. And this is the first book I've not read. I've not finished. I know. The first book I've ever not finished. I think this has to be maybe the second book I've not finished. The first being Gormenghast, which was equally as dire for me. But... I have to agree. I think I didn't even start chapter nine, so you did better than me, I think. Yeah. But I have to agree, sort of, the sentences, they were half a paragraph at least, for one sentence. I wanted to breathe, um, but I couldn't. And the only way I got through that much was the fact I I forced my poor mum and sister to listen to me read it out loud in a posh, slightly camp voice. Um, I believe we need a rendition of this. Please, please do the rendition. Oh, go on, you know you want to. Oh, dear. All right, where, where, where should we start from then? Should we start the from beginning. the beginning? The beginning, that's At... the best bit. All right, my reading will probably be terrible, but... um. And also, because go. it's out of copyright, we're okay with this. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. However, little known the feelings of or views of such a man. Wait, I don't even know if I'm reading that right. I give up. Already. <laughs> um, it's just just it's too many words for the small amount of fluff that needs to be put. Oh, ah. Yeah. You you could scale it right down, and you'd have a book about two hundred pages long, and you'd actually enjoy it. Oh, but, but no, I, oh. if I was to sum it the entire story up. I'd go, simpering girls find men attractive, men do stupid things that make the girls hate them, and then try to make it all better, and they all get married and live happily ever after. That sounds sounds about right, I think. And that's but... from watching the film, because I decided <laughs> to put myself through that torture so that I had something to talk about. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just um, I quickly read the summary on Sparknotes. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to name drop them, but thank you for saving me the pain of reading the 400 page book. Yeah. And from what I read, yeah, from what I actually read in the book, compared to what is on Sparknotes, it just gets worse. And what do you mean really... by worse? Out of curiosity, because just... I'm keeping quite quiet because I've got opinions about this. <laughs> And I'm trying just, to be good and let you guys talk first, but we may have to let me intersperse. 
it's like it's just so so dreary and just like oh so and so is actually lying about mr darcy being horrible he's actually a really nice guy but then uh i i don't know no I, no <laughs> i think for me the thing is i know that it's clever in the way that it is humorous about it's it's a parody of society and mm. and the expectations and this expectation that this this family with five or seven daughters have to marry them all off and they want to marry them well and but but that society says that a man has to be slightly sort of strong and standoffish not not prone to folly sort of thing and mm. and so you suddenly get this thing that that everything's just misunderstood and misconstrued entirely because of the way society's built and it's just so boring i have to say two parts that i did enjoy one just mr bingley altogether he's lovely and i'm reading it and he's just i think vicky you described him as a cinnamon roll he is a cinnamon roll yeah um so i really love his character um just the fact he's so kind and caring and just what society doesn't dictate a man should be but he is what every sort of woman would want in a man, from what I can gather. Well... Um, as in this kind, caring person. I'm sure Vicky will have... Yeah, apart, of, apart from the, the moment he, <laughs> he nearly runs off with someone else. You know. Now, you see, that I didn't know. So that's what I get for not reading the book properly. Yeah. Mr Bingley doesn't um, run away with anybody at all. I'm just going to point that out. Well, not quite. He gets convinced to... What do you mean, not quite? He gets convinced he... to not with the person he loves yeah but he didn't run away. I'm, I'm sorry this is I'm, i mean i'm interspersing I've, I've been quiet long enough i've been quiet for like four right. minutes six minutes stop the timer josiah yeah. i was trying my best they were timing me how long it would be before actually i started in but i can't i can't i can't keep myself back any longer because you know pride and prejudice i admit this is where we're probably gonna get loads of hate mail other than the fact that you two absolutely hate pride and prejudice i'm gonna get hate mail <laughs> because i'm gonna say pride and prejudice isn't my favorite jane austen in fact i'm not a fan of it at all in some ways so ah but you didn't think i was gonna say that however you have to really put jane austen into context in this particular kind of context because you're kind of almost reading her out of context and if you knew the context more it's kind of easier to kind of like enjoy her a little bit more i'm not saying you're going to enjoy her that much more but if you can imagine in the run-up to austin's time because we're looking at two centuries ago basically and in the time before we had kind of like jane austen's i'd say almost sarcastic sardonic kind of tone you had a lot of gothic romances now these gothic romances were where the woman was petite blonde blue-eyed think barbara cartland if you've ever heard of her okay now showing my age but i don't care i'm probably the age of jane austen <laughs> two centuries ago <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> i thought i'd put it in there before you two got there and the thing is in these gothic romances you had um a man who would always be almost tall, dark and handsome, he would be the virtuous man, the best man, almost Mr. Bingley cinnamon roll. But on the other hand, he kind of had the tall, dark, handsome, you know, kind of like more manly man. And that's what the context you've got to think of when you're thinking Jane Austen. They've had all of these romances up to Jane Austen where the woman was 
quite pathetic in some ways. I mean, these are gothic romances and the woman's very helpless. And then you have these heroines in Jane Austen come along and they're not the heroines that you and I imagine nowadays because I much prefer people like Honor Harrington from David Webber's series or women like that who are very, very strong. But these women in these Jane Austens, they were ahead of their time. These stories are ahead of their time. I feel like I'm kind of rambling a bit, but you'll see where I'm going with this. Because you see their inner life. You see Elizabeth Bennet taking on a rich and powerful man who, in most circumstances, most women, especially in those gothic novels, they would be at his feet because he is tall, dark, handsome, strong, and, of course, rich. Who cared about his personality? Whereas this explores the personality of the tall, dark, handsome type man. He's not what I would call an alpha romance lead. He's more a beta. Uh, he's a mixture between alpha and beta. Because when you read modern romances... I'm going to stop and let someone else talk in, in a second, by the way. Um, you have, in the very modern sense, when I say the alpha man, he is tall, he is strong, he is handsome, he is sarcastic, he is overpowering, he is alpha male. Whereas Mr. Darcy isn't. And it's just that exploration of their relationship and seeing that you don't have to be just a man or a woman to have romance. Did that make sense there? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. Did, that, did that make more sense to you now that I've said kind of like that context? Does that put it in a slightly better light for you? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I tried. Anyone I have who's to listening, say, I tried. Um, I did zone out through that. But that leads nicely onto my second point that I found really funny was uh, the relationship between Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. And Vicky, <laughs> oh, no. you are Mrs. Bennett. <laughs> And it all comes from this one line. So <laughs> Mr. Bennett has just uh, said to his one of his daughter, like, oh, come on, you can just cough as much as you want after his wife has gone on <laughs> a whole tirade. And it says, and as he spoke, he left the room fatigued with the raptures of his wife. <laughs> Vicky, <laughs> you, you know it's true. I know it's Mrs. true. <laughs> I know. And that's the worst of it. Except I now feel more vapid headed than ever because she is a very vapid woman. <laughs> Oh, it's, like it's, it's just I don't the, the thing is is that I don't disagree because I feel <laughs> like her sometimes oh Mr. Bennett I do I do feel like that except in the context that I should say that um, Dan and I work in the same library compared to Josiah who's in like the Outer Hebrides somewhere <laughs> so Dan, <laughs> Dan, Dan Dan has to listen to me a lot and mm. poor guy he has to listen to me passionately talk about books a lot you just rant about everything i do i'm sorry but at the same time <laughs> no one else wants to listen to me and that makes me feel even more like mrs bennett oh dear this isn't <laughs> making it any better <laughs> no not at all no i'm not helping myself <laughs> at all but the thing and, th and this is the thing you know there's always going to be a book that somebody dislikes and it just so happens that it's your, both of your dislike book. But for me, as much as I, it's not my favourite Jane Austen, I really like the fact that the manners are something that I really like. I am much more of a, 
in some ways a formal person you can't tell but I'm actually an introvert I'm quite high level introvert and the thought sometimes of just freelancing manners just fills me with horror but in Jane Austen this is what I really like you have a specific scenario this is what your manners are do you not like that no um, it's because I, 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 I know you're a former clown that's what it is it's not just that I just all the way through you know there's the way they're expected to behave and those expectations on them and their society are what are causing all the issues the expectation mm. that, that Mr Darcy is not suitable you know that Elizabeth Bennet is not suitable for him. The I was going to say ex- it's Elizabeth that's not yeah, suitable, not Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> but but therefore, you know, they're not suitable for each other because of that, and and all of these things of you know so and so suitable for so and so, and it's it's about the money, and it's you've got the whole bit about the gambling and the fifteen-year-old sister going off with this gambler and. All the way through, it's all about those expectations. There was scandal because they got married and it wasn't a very long engagement and it was in the newspaper. You know, all of these issues and expectations that society was putting on them. And it's just, oh, it just drives me mad. Can I I just point out one thing? That Lydia Bennett ran away with Lieutenant Wickham, who I never liked, by the way. And she was 15, but she didn't get married to him. They found him living in sin. That's the scandal. I feel like living in sin is a really old-fashioned word. And now you're like, what? It is a very old-fashioned word, but I think we both know what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. This is, this is the thing, right? She ran away with him. And she's living with him. Not married. Do you know, you know what kind of scandal that would be? That's that's the biggest kind of scandal. I think this is why it would be so popular back then. Because it just people whisper about that kind of thing and it's kind of it's kind of like your trash reads of nowadays. This sounds really bad. I'm I'm not doing it any service at all. But it's like almost like a trash read. Oh, Lydia Bennett ran away. I mean, she was 15 as well, by the way. 15. I can see what you mean. I mean, I really wish that we had voted for Northanger Abbey instead. Northanger Abbey is much better and more of a parody, but we had Pride and Prejudice. Mm. But I feel like I feel like I've educated you both now because I feel like that now you've read it. Would well. you actually? Would you read? <laughs> <laughs> read part of it. I, okay, technically, I don't think you read it. Technically, I, I read a tenth. A tenth of it, so I don't think I can count that at all. You can't, you, you can't count that as a win. No. So in this particular case, as we're judging the book in the book arena, because <laughs> that's what we're doing here. Um, I don't think you can count that, but it's kind of like shortest show ever. Where am I going with this? I don't know. I'm going to shut up. The council needs to continue their discussion. Tune in next time to hear more.